How do I get my people to care more, work harder, take more ownership? The answer to those workplace mysteries showed up in the most unexpected place. Taylor, my oldest daughter, was homeschooled through fifth grade, which meant I attended yearly homeschool state conferences. During one of those events, the speaker dropped some wisdom on the parents in the audience. He said, rules without relationship leads to rebellion. Say that again. Rules without relationships leads to rebellion. Bam. That resonated with me as a dad of two daughters. I was well aware of my propensity to honor rules over relationships. I'd seen how that had hurt my girls. They were teaching me that leading with relationships first had a positive impact on the rules I was trying to enforce. Here's what else occurred to me decades later. This is not a homeschool truth. This is a human truth reflecting the human condition. This timeless principle is transferable anywhere humans are present. So during this podcast, let's consider how this ancient wisdom can be viewed from a new perspective and how might it positively impact those common workplace frustrations. This is Rich, and it's time to revive your work. Rules without relationships leads to rebellion. This homeschool speaker was lasered in on the human condition wherever we congregate, even as adults in the workplace. So let's unpack this quote for some key concepts that are business relevant. First, the problem with rules. Corporate America is in love with policies and procedures. There's few things more exciting than a standard operating procedure the size of an encyclopedia. And when we get frustrated because we find out there's been a theft in our company or someone's coming in late and leaving early or someone was caught lying, we immediately call a meeting to figure out what new policy needs to be created to eradicate those behaviors. Let's reflect on that. You see, we rarely steal, cheat, or lie with someone we value. That's our human nature. And if by chance we do, we will be remorseful, apologize, reconcile, and modify our behavior. As a matter of fact, when we feel loyalty towards someone and feel valued and respected by them, we police the behavior of others. In other words, because of loyalty, if I see somebody stealing or taking advantage of my leader, I'll step in and hold them accountable. I'll tell them, hey, our leader's a good person. Don't do that to them. Put that back. See, it's not that rules should be done away with. Rules aren't bad. 
The saying is rules without relationships. We have rules within our company. Our team understands that certain behaviors lead to specific consequences, and it makes sense to have clearly defined expectations. The point in the quote is without relationships. That is people who care about each other beyond the work that we do. You see, our standalone rules and policies and procedures will never result in the loyalty, commitment, productivity, innovation, creativity, and profitability we hope for. Second, you can't outsource the relationship. Here's how we address valuing people in the workplace. We have an executive team meeting and then decide in order to raise the employee engagement survey scores, we're going to initiate the once a month birthday cake gathering, an employee of the month nameplate plaque, an ice cream social, after work bowling or virtual bowling now, an employee appreciation picnic. These activities aren't bad. And when they're void of a personal connection, they don't strengthen relationships or improve your engagement scores. Here's what really makes a difference when it comes to improving relationships at work. Listening to people's ideas. Caring deeply for others, both personally and professionally. Coaching rather than criticizing. Uncovering and maximizing people's talents. Building trust. The currency of relationships isn't cash. It's personal commitment. And by the way, void of a valuable personal connection, what do employees really think about your birthday cake or that picnic? Not much. And while we're at it, let's stop looking to the HR department to lead engagement activities. If you're a leader in an organization, that means you have a title of supervisor, manager, director, vice president, senior executive, CFO, COO, CEO. This is your job. Your business is relationships. A senior executive at Starbucks once reminded their team what their business is by saying this, we're not in the coffee business serving people. We're in the people business serving coffee. So what he expressed to his team was a slight and significant shift in focus, a shift away from their product, coffee, and a shift towards their business, people, or relationships. If you're a leader, relationship is your business. Third, men, listen up. We own this. Since the Industrial Revolution, males have held the majority of leadership positions in the workplace. And what's cool is that that is beginning to shift as we see more women being promoted into executive roles. What we experience today, a workplace that is largely disengaged and feeling burned out, is the result of generations of male leadership style. You see, we tend to be wired in ways that lean towards rules and regulations. We also tend to fall short 
when it comes to creating and fostering meaningful, transparent, and deep relationships. That's true in the home, in the community, and at work. There's a Bible verse in the New Testament, the book of Colossians, that says this, Fathers, do not exasperate your children so they will not become discouraged. Notice, this verse does not call out fathers and mothers. There is no need to have a Bible verse like this for women. It is gender-specific because that's who we are. We can do better, men, by placing a higher priority on relationships and less emphasis on rules. How about this biblical application? (laughs) Leaders do not exasperate your team so they will not become discouraged. Finally, stop trying to measure relationships at work. Your anonymous surveys simply exasperate the sense of making things impersonal. It's time to get face-to-face or video-to-video with people. This is about getting personal. If you want to know, I mean really want to know how your team is doing, sit down and ask people effective questions and then listen. Questions like, what do you like best about working here? Does anyone in our organization care about you personally? How do our leaders demonstrate that you're important? What's one thing you would do to make our work a more caring place? We started this podcast with the questions frustrated leaders often ask. How do I get my people to care more, work harder, take more ownership? Here's how. Care more about them. Work harder for them. Take more ownership with leading them. So, if rules without relationship lead to rebellion, then expectations with engagement leads to excellence. Let's be about building excellent places to work. If you'd find value in an additional weekly dose of encouragement, visit reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. That's reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. Or text REVIVE, R-E-V-I-V-E, to 33777. And consider subscribing to Revive Your Work in your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, give us a like or leave a comment. That means a lot to us. We'll see you next time as we continue our conversation that transcends the blurred lines between our personal and professional lives. 